Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, episode 150. I am your host, Jack. I am, as always, for the 150th time, your other host, Andy. And 150 150. is a big number, and taking into account that we have definitely taken a few weeks off, that is more Mm -hmm. than 150 Wednesdays. Three years of Wednesdays. That we've existed since deciding that we wanted to do this for some reason. Three years, Andy. (laughs) Three years. (laughs) Three years. Dude, time is fake. I'm going to divide 151 hours by 24. You could listen, after this episode, you could listen to us for six days straight. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that, man? That is—that's an actual nightmare. That is like yeah, that's a much more concrete. We've done—we've talked for almost an entire week. Oh my god, no, dude! <laughs> and we couldn't have made it here without the devil. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some something something compels us. To come back every week. Well, I feel it's like certainly a compulsion. It's, it's a habit at this point, right? Like yeah. I would, I would feel wrong not doing it. It's just something. It, it's just something we do. It's weird. <laughs> but but thank you to our dear listeners for sticking as with always. us. Yes. Yeah, thank you as always. You know, it's uh, we we have fun here. So so thanks for, thanks for sticking with us. But you know, we we yeah. can't we Other we can't are go fun. Yeah. We can't go absolutely apeshit for every anniversary, so this is going to be a normal episode, but, uh, you know, 200 isn't far off. It's closer Another than we year. think it is. Yeah, so <laughs> once we hit, when we hit 200, we're going to have to do something really stupid. Going to have to top 100 somehow. Yeah, we're going to have to do, like, a some kind of live read of something really dumb. Yeah, like, really dumb. So look forward to that. Hopefully by then... We'll be we'll be knee deep in Steel Ball Run, or or we'll this show done. will just never end. Or we'll probably part... finish Steel Ball Run. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> part six is just never going to end. We're trapped. We're trapped it, in the, the uh, Green Dolphin Street Prison forever. And it's all good stuff from here on in. I know. I know. I'm Asterisk. just messing. But anyway, messing. in the spirit of uh, keeping the status quo, how are you, Jack? I'm doing well. I saw two movies this weekend. Uh, I saw Toy Story 4, finally. Have you seen it? No. Uh, Very good. It is by no means a necessary movie, but it does not tarnish any kind of... any of the history of Toy Story and is like the perfect epilogue. It is... I was entranced. The the magicians at Pixar made me believe what I was seeing was real. Oh <laughs> like, god. Every texture, every surface was unreal. Like the shine on Woody's eyes, like the, like the fuzz on things, it my god. It's probably the best looking Pixar movie ever. Okay. I mean, that's good. They keep improving. Yeah, full of color, full of life. Um, And it sets up, because they're going to do a couple shows on Disney Plus, Toy Story shows, and it set those up really well. Like I want to watch those shows. 
Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I got no problem with, like, little bits of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. You know, just adventures. enjoy. Yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with that. Because it ends on a very open-ended way. Um, it does pull at the heartstrings. Like, not as much as 3, because that would be impossible. This movie does its own thing very well. It's a very small, tight movie. Like, it has no grand ambitions. Um, besides, it's, it's like the theming of Toy Story, which is cool. Um, and then to contrast that, I also saw Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope this was a double feature. You just yes. jumped. Oh, well, oh, wait, no, it was. Well, I saw Toy Story 4, had lunch, then went to see Crawl. <laughs> it was amazing. I had a lot of fun in Crawl because it is 87 minutes of a daughter and her father being terrorized by alligators <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> like and maybe it's just me but i thought it like it was almost comedic timing at the point at which like the alligators would attack like the alligators were always around, but there were some points where they were, like, someone on that directing team. Because I looked into it, apparently this was a, a Serbian-made movie made on a tax credit filmed in Ontario. Thank God. Like $10 million. <laughs> it's already made three times its budget. God bless whatever this is. Yeah, no, um, that, that rules. I respect that. Yeah, there's one, there's one scene I want to talk about. Because uh, it all takes place in this crawl space, like... 80% of the movie. Um, daughter, like, grown-up daughter and her father trapped in there during a Category 5 hurricane. Water's filling up. Alligator, Two alligators in the crawl space. They can't get out. Um, she tries to signal to some people that are looting a convenience store across the street. And, like, one of them comes over to the house to, like, try to see the flashlight. And you see the other one, like, in the boat. Because they, they lifted an entire ATM out of this convenience store. Um, and then silently behind the one guy that's coming towards the house, you just see an alligator start to eat the other one without any sound happening. And it was, I was losing my mind. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like you just see an alligator come up. And <laughs> I'm thinking about it now and I'm losing my mind. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so a glowing I, recommendation for crawl from, from it's our 87 Jack. minutes. <laughs> You can, like, I think it's some of the most fun you can have if you're bored and have 87 minutes to kill. Honestly. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was also a trailer for a movie called Ready or Not, which looked uh, pretty dumb but very entertaining about a game of hide-and-seek. It's like murder. I was like, all right, I'll see that. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, it was really hot Saturday, so I decided to like, hey, why not just spend some time in the movie theater? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It worked out. Go see Toy Story 4. What did you do? I, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to sound so aggressive, but it was just like, <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? No, I mean, I was pretty busy this weekend, but what free mm. time that I did have, yes. you want to take a guess what I was doing? You want to guess? You want to guess? 14? Yes, that's okay. absolutely Where are you, where are you at? I just finished the final like epic dragon fight in heaven's ward 
and I also did the fight against the Warriors of Darkness and their whole yes. storyline. Yes, so, I love the Warriors of Darkness. <laughs> so that was all very, very cool. It was all cool. Uh, I'm in a bit of a lull right now, I guess, just, like, leading into the start of Stormblood. Like, I saw this cutscene yeah. with this new character that I don't Hulk. know. I don't know. He, he was, like, look mask. at... He was... No, he was just, like, a regular-looking dude. He, had, he looked, looked like one of the Empire guys. He had, like, a little stone on his forehead. Uh, and, he was, and he was standing in front of some computer thing going, Yes, I love this. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Evil laugh. You see, that's... <laughs> See, that's why I boosted through Stormblood. It's <laughs> like I got to the end of the Heaven's Word, and I did some of the pre-Stormblood stuff, and I was and Shadowbringers hit, and I was like, you know what? Here's my money square. Let me. Let I me just I made it this far, Jack. I no. I, let I'm, me let me know how Stormblood is. I'm yeah, I'm gonna curious. see it through at this point. Uh, Heaven's Word, though, is excellent. Absolutely, yeah, rips. Phenomenal. And it's interesting how they're already setting up for Shadowbringers before I even get to Stormblood. Because now I'm wondering how the hell do the Warriors of Darkness come back after this whole debacle. Or how they don't just croak, I guess. But I'm sure well, I'll find out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, oh, also the main dude, like his name is Ardbert. There is a D. It's not Arbert. It's Ardbert. Yeah, Arbert is like a, a nickname, I guess, but his full name is Ardbert. 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 Like, are you I'm kidding? I'm the warrior of darkness. It's Ardbert. Like, come on, man. Ardbert. <laughs> Although, I really would love to know how, like, are they supposed to be, like, clones of, like, I guess are, like, parallel universe versions of the, like, key art? for the warriors of light from the game like that that's, was that's the thing i like yes because their world was one that was destroyed by light and not darkness which is cool like that's right i guess concept. my confusion is is that they try to say like it's like a is because uh, my understanding of it at first was like oh so the whole thing with like the source and the first and all that this is more of like not so much a parallel universe, but just kind of like... I mean, you haven't watched Dragon Ball Super, but in Dragon Ball Super, there's multiple universes, and mm-hmm. they're not, like, parallel. They're just... They're basically, like, different locations, just like... You know what I mean? Oh, okay, no. The way that 14 does it, they're literally parallel worlds that sort of mirror the source, like the base world. Yeah. Uh, they're not entirely equal, in the eyes of Final Fantasy XIV's, like, great gods. But they do like, have, like, people in, in each world are, like, they have an equivalent in the other worlds, right? Yes. So they're, like, um, okay. Yeah. Like, so. there's different names for the races. Because you, not really a spoiler, you go to the first in Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers takes place in the first. Mm-hmm. Like, you're pulled into that world, and you're tasked with saving it. And that's how, that's sort of how the warrior... Of darkness comes back around. Oh, okay. So when Minfilia leaves with the Warriors of Darkness to go fix the first, she doesn't actually do it. Like she doesn't do anything. So you she you tries have, her best. You have to she save it her best. in Shadowbringers. Okay. It's not. It's not dead. It's sort of like one of my like more one of the more interesting like genres of like post-apocalypse thing is like the for me is the post-post-apocalypse where like shit went bad a while ago. People have been rebuilding. Stuff is rebuilt, but like, it's tough. 
and that's where the first is at. Like, yeah. the terrible stuff happened, and then, but there, it didn't happen all the way, and there are still people left around to, like, kind of do some stuff, and then you come into it, and it's like, huh, it's, yeah. it's not, you can't have night here, because that's the thing, like, there's no night in right. the first, and that was really weird. So, well, I guess that solves one of my, I guess the, the, there's no day and night cycle then, which I like, because the day and night cycle always bugs the shit out of me, because I just want it to be daytime all the time. Yeah, like, you, <laughs> again, Shadowbringer, you help bring back night. That's, oh, that's the damn. cool part. I can't yeah. relate to that mission. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm super hyped on Shadowbringers. I'm loving the story. I, whew. Got to 76 on my white mage. Like, love it. Yeah, yeah, love. yeah. I'm very curious to see how Stormblood uh, filters into all of this since they kind of set up the Shadowbringer stuff and I guess whatever this patch was that I'm playing through right now. And then I guess it just yeah, jumps into but, a whole other storyline before it even picks up on that, which is... Yeah, you're in like the post-Dragonsong War content patches yeah i i boosted like right before i hit the the main stormblood stuff like i did a little bit of it but then i just like got out of there they have to tell me how that is because like i've heard it's a lot of like politicking i'm not sure how much a fan of you of that but we'll see i guess we'll find out because i'm pretty i'm 100 committed to just seeing it through so yeah hell or high water i'll get through it and i'll report back and i was like doing some research there's like there's, like, so much content I still missed that I guess I can go back and do. Like, there's, like, all these, like, raid storylines from The Realm Reborn, like, the Bahamut thing. and Oh, yeah. Like, Binding Coil of Bahamut. I did, yeah. like, one of those. Crystal Tower, Labyrinth of the Ancients. Like, you, those can pop up in the Alliance raid um, roulette, but, like, I got no interest in getting together with 23 randos and trying to like roll my way through it yeah i don't have that roulette i don't even know how to, i guess i just never unlocked any of these 20 people raids yet because i haven't done the right side quest or whatever because i always collect the side quests that have like the little plus mark on their mm-hmm. heads but i know i have like my journal is just full of them i need to like slow down on the story and go back and like unlock all that shit i guess that's that, that's what i use my like alt character for like i do the main quest line with uh my main character get to a new town as soon as like all the new side quests pop i flip over and just like vacuum up the side quests and just like chomp them down yeah so I'll, I'll have to take some time to do that we'll see how that goes but uh but yeah, yeah. still i i'm still obsessed with it yeah, I think I you will be until uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 comes out. Basically, so I hope uh, I hope I see you through before then. I mean, I'm on pretty good pace, so... I'd say, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, alright. So, Final Fantasy XIV, still great. Check it out. Anyway! Yeah. Comics. Let's read some fucking comics. Comics. As is tradition on this show about comics. So where we All last right. left off in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, Chapter 115, Sky High Part 4, was the last chapter we read. Mm. And in that chapter, a lot of stuff happens, they're fighting the rods, and the most important thing that happened is Jolene set herself on fire. 
and, all the way on fire. And the cowman doesn't know what doesn't know what to make of that. Mm-hmm. You want to take it from the top as Raikiel, sure. the man in a cow onesie. Mm-hmm. Setting her own body on fire. But this woman, I'm better than her. My spiritual strength can't be less than her. Think about Dio. What's most important is my growth. On fire, on fire. Where? Which part of her body should I cool in order to stop her? Where should I aim? Oh God! Oh, uh, one of these, one of these pages. <laughs> I don't want to read this. It's a big splash page explaining uh, the the rods. pseudoscience about the rods. It doesn't matter. No, this is Araki like flexing his muscle. Apparently, uh, he uses this frog thing on his arm. I was about to say, like, like what it's is a that? Frog the stand? Watch. Yeah. Like, Okay, so the stand isn't the rods. In, no. So Araki is saying that the rods actually exist and yes. that this frog watch thing is what controls them. Yeah, it sends signals to them. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to it. Uh, <laughs> Jolene just, while Raikiel is trying to figure this out, Jolene hammer fists him over the head. Urgh! Into his own motorcycle. Jolene is still on fire. She did it! You won, Jolene! Oh, this is Hermes. Yeah, you Hermes. won, Jolene! Now that bastard can't steal your body heat! On fire, on fire. That star-shaped mark. I don't know who you are, but I'm assuming I can find out what the priest is up to if I can just pummel the information out of you. Finish him off, Jolene! Uh, what about trying to figure out the order of operations here oh when he got like flung into the motorcycle it cracked the gas canister i guess yeah cracked the gas tank covers him in gas and the fire from jolene sets him on fire as well how is she just doing this she's she's fully immolated right now like (laughs) oh i don't know man stand energy (laughs) wave energy wave energy She's using wave energy. You want to get Richard Epcar this weekend to to read the wave energy line? Oh Stay. my god! Oh, that's a Dio bit though. Oh yeah. yeah. I I, yeah. I I'm trying to get. Speaking of which, we are going to be at Otakon, and Richard Epcar is going to be there, aka the voice of, of Joseph Joestar. And I don't know what to do about that. I want to go to his autograph session, but I need I need something Joseph. For him to sign. Keep that Isn't in the there back. A, a um a the fucking Jojonium with him on it? Yeah, I guess I could get him to sign that. I thought about that. That's yeah, a good Or that's like a Stardust candidate. Crusader Blu-ray. Do you have that? Yeah, but he's not on the cover of any of the Stardust Crusaders Blu-ray, oh, but I guess shit. that doesn't matter. I could eh. still ask him to sign the Blu-ray anyways, because why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you bring both. Who cares? Yeah, but yeah, keep that in the back of your mind, Jack. Totally unrelated to this comic book podcast we're doing, but keep that keep that in there. Yeah, I'll lock it up. <laughs> back to both being set on fire. Yeah. What the hell? What the fuck is she doing? He's gone insane. He's doused himself with the gasoline. He panicked because you were going to finish him off. Oh, this is timely. My heart is like the Apollo 11. I'm going to overcome you. 
It's true that the rods won't know how to steal your body heat from you once you set yourself on fire. But if I could just be in the same situation you are, if I could just put myself in your place and set myself on fire, I, I, I hell Jack, yeah, hell yeah, Jack, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> that I could find out where I can attack you by experiencing what you're experiencing. I'll be able to understand where your weaknesses are by feeling your pain. Jolene, hurry! Hit him with your stone free! Stone free goes and seemingly breaks him apart like a piece of pottery? Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. And then he's like floating away like Frieza after Goku cuts him in half. Yeah, and then he's fine. What's that about? Oh my god. Jolene, what are you doing? He's suddenly behind you now. Behind you! He's fine. Break him apart, dissolving into the sea. Oh, he's fine. Jolene, what the hell's wrong with you? To the right! He's getting away. He's extinguishing the fire in that puddle. Now he's over to the left. <laughs> What's wrong, Jolene Cujo? You can't keep up? The more you try to catch me, the further away I seem, right? Nope. Breaks that him does... up again. <laughs> nope. That does nothing at all. Your body heat's already been sapped. That's why this is happening. Okay. <laughs> this is so this is about to be real dumb Keep yeah. going. <laughs> even when i was engulfed in the flames i found one part of your body that i could still target and by doing so i caught something called floaters your eye captures moving objects slowly sometimes you only see fragments of objects i targeted your open mouth you had to open it to breathe okay mm-hmm. how could she breathe when she's on fire anyways Oh, God, Jack. Hypothalamus. The hypothalamus, which is near the upper jaw, is also connected to the nerves in the eyes. And as you breathe, the rods can enter and sap your body heat. So she just dived right in there? This is a very awkward uh, drawing of uh, a a profile of a head. This is like three quarters perspective, (laughs) but fucked up. (laughs) This is this is actually terrifying. It looks like a Muppet. It looks like a <laughs> fucked up Muppet. <laughs> the damage to your hypothalamus will directly affect your visual perception. I made it so you would keep seeing, keep on seeing objects that aren't there. I'll always lurk in the corner of your eye. The more you chase it, the more the afterimage persists. What you're seeing is my afterimage from seconds ago. Jolene, where the hell are you looking? Behind you in the left, he's getting away. Hurry up and finish him. Turns around, Raikiel dissolving into fragments again. It's no use. We have to extinguish that fire. We have to extinguish the flames on her strings. Jolene, you've reached your limit. If you don't put out that fire, you're going to burn to death. Thank God someone said it. Yeah. I'm the victor, not you. I overcame my own heart. I'll never panic again. I'm going to reclaim my life with my own hands. I'm Apollo 11! Thank God. <laughs> okay. that That's epic, that battle. The I, fact that that, that can't, like... Apollo 11 was the moon, right? Mm-hmm. That was that one? Yeah. Okay. The fact that, that, came, that we're reading this two days after the, like, 60th anniversary... I don't know. Something 50th, like that. 50th anniversary is, yeah. is kind of weird. Whatever. Um, instead of extinguishing her uh, strings, she adds fuel to the fire and unravels herself further. 
Oh god, she she's lost it. She's absolutely lost it. She's gone full Jolene Cujo. Then I don't have to use my eyes. And if he's attacking my mouth, then I don't need to breathe. Jolene, what are you? You came after our helicopter first. How would you have known where we were, where I was? Just like how I sensed the presence of the green child and how the priest can sense that I escaped from prison. Jolene going full, like, spidey sense, force sense, whatever. Yeah. Closing her eyes, closing her mouth, um, circling around Raikiel, zooming in on the star-shaped birthmark. I'm going to ask you who you are, what the priest is doing right now. You're going to have to tell me. Gives him oh, some boy. chin music. Oh, <laughs> love it. No look kick. Fantastic. This this is sky high. We don't we already know what it does. Yeah. Sky Gah! high part six. Yeah, that's oh. that's gross. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we had a full page like aura mulching rise. Yeah, I love. Oh, look at his face on the other page. God, his teeth oh, are gone. God, she's really something else. This determination, her determination to find the priest, her strength of spirit that she inherited from her father Jotaro Kujo. I can't believe this is the same whiny Jolene that I first met. Raikiel grabs onto Jolene while his face is being pulverized while she's still on fire. I lose. I lost, but the one who's going to push Father Pucci up to his desired heaven is me, Raikiel. The reason humans go unconscious is to protect themselves. In order to survive intense pain and shock, the, light de the body instinctively severs the ties between body and mind to protect itself. And now it's already too late. I've already given myself a disease with the rods. I've numbed the nerves between my my head and my body in order not to feel. Right now I don't feel any shock or pain. I won't fall until I die. If I can bring this to a draw, will you be able to finish me off before I kill you? Or will my rods be able to finish you off first? Okay. The rods are diving um, next to her neck. We, they they talked about this. This is where the brainstem is. So yeah. he's trying to go after her brainstem again. Your first cervical vertebrae. I've already extinguished the flame behind your neck with my hands. I'm going to... Oh, that's Jolene, I guess. Is that Jolene? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to finish you here. Do it, rods! Jolene! goes to pulverize him again he's all the way mulched jolene's bad everything's bad uh-huh no jolene it can't be ermies hurry get go help jolene oh boy reichiel is the first one to sit up what that bastard damn her body heat i need to sap her body heat and i thought i put that fire out my hand, the hand that I used to put out the fire, the temperature of the hand that I was using to hold her neck. Shit, I can't feel my hand. Uh, he fucked up. My finger was on the first cervical vertebrae. It interfered with the rods. I couldn't properly sap her body feet. Heat. 
And then she grabs his neck, I guess? Yeah, and just, like, throws him to the ground. Shit! Is this why you didn't move my hand when you were attacking me? Or was it just coincidence? Yeah, Jolene did it! Jolene! Jolene! It was a coincidence. I didn't even have time to calculate that your hand would block your own attack. It was all or nothing. Finish him, Jolene! He might summon the rods again! Hurry up and kill him! The rods won't come back. They already went away. I have no power left to control them. But you, but you, did you say it was just a coincidence? A coincidence that you won? That answer, it's sort of a nice answer that I want to hear. But is it really true? Who are you? Why did you go to the priest? Listen, I feel fulfilled right now. I couldn't even drive a car before, but now I'm at ease. It's because the priest was able to fill a void within my soul. I live for the Father. The priest is undergoing changes. The will of the man called Dio is flowing into him. And that's what attracts everyone to Father Pucci. Everything is to guide the priest to his ultimate destiny. To attain heaven. Jolene, you're no exception. You're heading to Cape Canaveral merely to serve the priest. I realize this now. You said it was just a coincidence. You kept on hitting me, not moving my hand from your neck, not because you calculated everything, but because of a coincidence. I realize now that what's important isn't becoming the victor. What the priest needs right now is that kind of coincidence. The coincidences that have aided you until now, that's what he needs. It looks like fate is on your side. The priest did... Did he want me or you? No, he wanted someone with destiny on their side. The strongest power in the world, it definitely doesn't come from calculation, and that's how destiny is formed. That man is special too. The priest took away his memory and kept him alive in that prison. Weather report. Uh. Ah, here we go. If that man escapes from prison, it's not because he's trying to follow you. He's bringing his fate to Father Pucci. When Father Pucci got the star-shaped mark, Weather Report must have gotten the same thing as well. Because he's the priest's younger brother. Ah. And then Hermes comes in and bolches him. Oh, yeah, just (laughs) (laughs) summarily executes him. Yep. You shouldn't have listened to a word that shitbag said. He said shit like that to confuse us. My sister was killed by Sportsnax, who awakened Dio's bone. Are you saying that was all fated? Bullshit! The priest exists right now so I can smash his face in! Jolene is silent. Was it really a coincidence that Jolene didn't move Raquel's hand? Or did she calculate it? Jolene finally never said anything about it. What kind of power is heaven, anyway, that the priest wants it so badly? Is Pucci really waiting for weather report to come? All I can say is, the priest's actions are manipulating and sacrificing the lives of others, and that's definitely evil. Just as he tried to seal away Jolene's father, we have to seal and destroy the priest. This is Emporio, I guess, writing this down later. Yeah. Four more days until the new moon. Rekiel stand sky high, out of commission. The rods are somewhere. Who knows? And well, moving on, biker guys. What? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I'll read that. You did a whole soliloquy. Let me, let me uh, get yeah. this. Two biker guys, neither wearing a helmet. 
Traffic law in Florida regarding the riding of two-wheeled automobiles or sitting on the back of one has stated that riding without a helmet will not be punished, which means if you were not wearing a helmet and you happened to crash and that crash proved fatal, none of this would actually be negatively affecting society. In other words, it's your own choice whether or not to wear a helmet and it should be respected. Um, behind one of these biker guys that's got a spider tattooed on the back of his head, all of the rods suddenly swoop past him at once. Um... And then just go into the sky. Hmm. And they are also, in a word, free. Since prehistoric times and even now. All right. Okay, okay Iraqi. Go <laughs> off, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Countdown to heaven. Three days until the new moon. Uh, we see a map of the great state of Florida. And where Orlando is, Cape Canaveral, uh, Green Dolphin Street Prison, uh, where the helicopter crashed. Ten hours by car to Cape Canaveral, Florida, in the city of Orlando. Uh, who's this talking? Uh, it's Emporia. Okay. We're close. We're really close. He's staying put for now. Oh, no, that's Jolene. Yeah. He's staying put for now. He hasn't started to move yet. Three days until the new moon. I like that they stole Reichel's motorcycle. Uh-huh. He's over in this direction. Be careful. There's no mistake. The priest is somewhere over here. Uh, oh, doctor's bringing in a patient from an ambulance. Hurry! Get surgery room three ready! The patient is an eight-year-old girl. She's in critical condition. Uh, uh, Mike! Are you her parents? Please leave everything to us and stay in the waiting room for now. Hey, Jolene, you say that the priest is over in this direction, but this place is the fucking hospital. You're saying that he's here? He is. I don't know why you would be here, but I'm going to finish this now. Emporio, I have a favor to ask you. That disc that I gave you, my father's memory disc, I want you to give it to the Speedwagon Foundation. If you call them, they'll come to retrieve it from you. I want to go too. I know, but you have to give them the disc first. Poochie should know that we're close, too. I can't be the one who holds on to it until the Speedwagon guys come. This is important. I don't want to be separated from you, so here's a cell phone that I stole from Raikiel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cop. Hey, move it! You're in the way! Hey, here's here's our boy, Nark. Oh, uh, there's Nark and... What's a one-syllable word that you can call weather report? Mm. Uh... Uh, I don't Port, know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Port and narc. Keep on going. You're good. Who are you talking about, Weather? Is it Jolene who's coming? Or are you talking about the priest? No. I'm talking about three people, Anasuli. 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 Jolene, the priest, and another one. There are three people near us. But none of them have encountered the priest yet. I want to find him first. We're back to a uh, hospital room with the priest and the third son of Dio. This oh, is, right. I'm, this is Poochie. I forgot I was Poochie. <laughs> Hang on. 150 <clears throat> episodes of this, guys. <laughs> you know what? Hey. Nobody's nerfing. <laughs> Excuse me, Versace. But I want to hear your opinion about this food. Just take a bite. I want you to eat it. This guy in a wheelchair. 
No, wait, I'll come to you. I'll move the table over to where you are. I know you can walk, but I'm still concerned about the wounds in your leg potentially opening up. Uh, it looks like four pieces of shrimp with a whole thing of brie. I, maybe? I don't know. And what is, who does this guy look like? Does this guy look like anything? Mm. Yeah, I mean, he kind of just looks like he came out of a late-stage JoJo character generator, so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's fair, but I I'm just <laughs> want to see if he's based on anyone. Uh, no. No. His, also, his full name is Donatello Ver Versace. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, back to it. I want you to taste it and tell me what the ingredients are. If there's any shellfish in it, I can't eat it. I'm allergic. It makes me sick. Alright, I guess I will read for this, man. Yeah. <laughs> the fish is a white meat fish, probably halibut. And this is a flan made out of mashed crab meat with sliced asparagus inside. There's no shellfish in this food. Wonderful. But wait a moment. May I have another bite? This time with the sauce on the side? I smell something in the sauce. It could be a, a cream sauce with scallop juice. Takes a bite. Unfortunately, there are scallops in this sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the way this, this panel is like composed is really funny and I can't say why. Just like, it seems like Versace is delivering terrible news to Pucci, but he's just like, I'm so sorry. There's scallops in the sauce. <laughs> is your shoe size 27 centimeters? Puts his shoe next to Versace. I'm sorry, but can you stand for a second? You're about 181 centimeters tall, and you weigh about 72 kilos. And you wear a size 52. What is that? Oh, is that that's jacket size. All right. And do you use the second hole to tighten your wristwatch? Yes. Interesting. I don't think I'll be able to eat this food, but I'm glad you were able to identify the ingredients in the sauce. That means you have an acute sense of taste, as I do. Oh, and we see that Pucci has been hooked up to this heart rate monitor while this has been going on, and he's taking down his numbers. I don't know if these are good numbers. <laughs> Father Pucci, what are you trying to say? And besides, I haven't even seen my ability yet. Plus, I sense someone coming our way closer and closer. I want to help you, but what can I do? Hmm... Well, that can't be helped. It might actually prove useful to me. Uh, Jillian and Aramis dicking around in this hospital. He's really close. He's around here. Back to the priest. If you're still unable to see your ability, that can't be helped. Don't try to struggle against things which are beyond your understanding. To get to heaven, you must ally yourself with those unseeable powers. And besides... Jolene might not be able to find this room. I ordered this dish because it said there were no shellfish in it. Do you want to finish it, Versace? Um, um, yikes. Versace glances back at the dish. There's a finger poking out of this big crab cake. Um, there's, there's a hand coming out of the, the crab cake. 
Hoochie. I, I'm. There's a hand and a face coming out of the crab cake. I, I was, I was fun riding in an ambulance, but my daddy doesn't like me. I was shot. The one who shot me was my daddy. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, man. Did you forget what Underworld did? No. I mean, yes, I did. I, I, have, I have forgotten. So the bullet comes flying out of this neck and goes right into this dude in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Like, this whole child's face and hand was coming out of this crab cake. Led to believe this is the kid that was uh, in the ambulance on the way in here. Um, but yeah, bullet comes out of the ghost and shoots the guy walking outside the door, right where Aramis and Jolene are. Great. Underworld Part One. Let's see how much we can do. I think this Things is Aramis. Yeah. yeah. What the hell is this room? What happened here? Where the hell is the priest? Get some help! He was shot. Call the police. Evacuate everyone from the premises. Someone in this hospital was shot. Darling, why? Oh, you know what? <laughs> okay, this is fun. Um, these are the parents of the kid who was shot, and I'm guessing this is the father that act- who was the one who shot the kid. Yep. All right, so there's some karmic revenge happening with this stand. Let's continue. What the fuck is going on here? Whatever's happening, I think it's safe to assume that whoever's with the priest is the cause of all this. But it doesn't seem like a stand attack. It's like someone actually fired a shot from a gun. And who the hell was that guy who got shot? Why would he be the one to get hit? That guy was obviously some random dude sitting in the waiting room. No, wasn't he the father of some kid who was brought to the emergency room? Ding, ding, ding. Maybe it was a test shot. I have no idea what his or her ability could be, but if they were given but if they were just given the ability, they would need to try it out first on somebody. Jolene goes to open the door. No, Jolene, stay away from that hole. Don't stand near it. Oh, <laughs> they walk in and there's a big hole in the floor. Oh boy, it's always back to holes. Mhm. He's moving. The priest, he's he's in there right now. I can sense him getting further away. Listen up, I'm against it. You're probably going to say that you want to go in there, but this thing is obviously a trap. Don't go in there until we can find a clear connection between this hole and the shooter guy's stand ability. Quiet, Aramis. Oh. Both just, like, trying to listen into this hole. Clack. Clack. Jolene picks up a flashlight, shines it down. There's nothing in there. There's a, there's a sewer pipe down there or another hole leading down there's a spoon at the bottom as well someone started tunneling to the side once they dug deep enough i can't see any further than that the one who's with poochie right now is called versace 25 male he was here because he was wounded in his left leg it probably hasn't healed completely yet listen jolene i'm telling you again i'm not gonna go down that hole (laughs) I don't know how many times I gotta fucking say it, but I'm, I'm not going, going into that hole. Wait for them to come out, or find some way to drag them out like rabbits. I already know that this hole is a trap. 
But what if the priest is planning to stay inside this hole for three days until the new moon? Ares doesn't have an answer for that. Or he might be planning to escape all the way to Cape Canaveral. He'd do it, too. In three days, Poochie's going to develop some new power that's going to help him obtain heaven. Right now, all Poochie has is Whitesnake with the ability to manipulate memories and discs. Not true anymore. We can beat him in this state. That's why we have to do it now. To ensure that he won't attempt this again, I'm considering killing him. Hold this and don't let go. It's one of Jolene's strings. Hey, Jolene, what the fuck? I'm going too, goddammit. If both of us go, then who's going to be holding on to my string? Tie the rope around your body. When, ba- when things get bad, I'll signal. That's when you pull me up. Got it? Going into the hole, going into the hole. Shit. Jolene, this rope you made, we use it to escape from the helicopter, but just how much of this can you make? A couple meters? A couple hundred meters? Ugh, it's slurping out from her star birthmark. Ugh. Jolene's in the hole, goes to pick up the spoon. Jolene? Hey, why aren't you answering me, Jolene? Oh. Yep. Jolene picks up the spoon, and suddenly she's on an airplane. Suddenly we're back in Tower of Grey. Or was, was that what it was called? The bug yeah, Tower on the, of Grey. Tower yeah. of Grey. I had that right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was back when it was just like tarot card color. It was a simpler mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. She's on a plane. Uh, she sees one of the passengers is reading just a paper called Money Times. July 21st, 2005. Um, Stone Ocean takes place in 2011, I think? 20... Tw- what? Fuck. What year does Stone Ocean I think take? it's 2011. Yeah, I think it's 2011. So she's gone back in time. And yeah, then, 2011. And then, I guess this is Underworld, and he's kind of cool. The, this place. Yeah, looks out the window of the airplane. They're still underground. And sees the, uh, the stand with Versace and Pucci. Yeah, Underworld? Interesting looking. Kind of looks like a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, honestly. Yeah, he's got like a like a hospital symbol on Claudacious, his chest. Yeah, and I don't know what the other thing is. It's like a weird spiral thing. He's got uh, tubes on his head, kind of muscular, like big gauntlet kind of things. Like, pretty neat looking. I like him. He's also talking, but yeah. I guess that's Versace. Hey, look, she she came all this way, dragging her rope along. I'll go cut it then. (laughs) (laughs) The stand disappears from her sight. Um, Jolene looks behind her, sees that the string is going into the ceiling of this airplane um, and kind of just slooping into it. Where the fuck is this? Hermes, I don't know what the hell is going on, but it looks bad. Can you hear me? Pull me up. Hurry, Hermes. Underworld part two. He's going to cut the rope, Hermes. I'm in trouble. Pull me up. Who's this guy? <laughs> like, another passenger is just, like, looking at her. It's like, eh. Stomp, stomp, thud, thud, stomp, stomp. Stomp, stamp, stomp. Aramis, what the fuck are you doing? Hurry! You should be able to hear me. Come on, Aramis. And, in fact, Aramis can hear her because, remember, Jolene's strength can transfer sound. Haven't seen that in a while, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Goes to pull her up, and she's slurping through the ceiling of the airplane. Shit! 
What the fuck is going on in there? She shouldn't be that far in. I don't know what's going on, but I gotta get Jolene out of there. Jolene's on the ceiling of this ghost airplane while uh, Underworld goes to cut her string. See the rest of Underworld. Just pretty cool looking. Yeah. Like, neat part six stand design. Mm-hmm. Ermie's more! You have to pull me up more! She goes to try uh, to punch the shit out of him, but he dodges it. Yeah, doesn't do anything. And then she looks up to the ceiling of this hole, and Underworld's arm grabs her string. I welcome you. I don't care if you've come uninvited or without greeting me. You're free to come inside of this hole. Hole. You have to... You have you have to have the entire rope inside with you. Goes to cut it with his hand. Stone free. Uh, Stone free cuts it before he can. Um, ties a pen into the string, and then uh, stabs him with it. <laughs> oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, uses the tension of the string attached to the pen at like a missile. See, like, she attaches the pen to her string, cuts the string so it's like a catapult. That's neat. Um, and it it dives into the neck of Underworld, and he flings back. And Versace has a hole in his neck. Pucci looks on. Hey, Versace, are you alright? Unlike you, who just developed a stand ability, Jolene Cujo's undergone severe training through her experiences in prison. She's much more experienced in battle. It's just like her to steal a pen from one of the passengers on the plane. Do not attempt to pursue Jolene any further. You did well, Versace. If Jolene wants to escape from this hole, then let her. She won't attempt to come back inside again, at least not for a while. All we have to do is hide inside here for three days. Versace continues to bleed. Can you hear me, Aramis? I see a light now. I'm probably getting close. Pull me harder. All right, Jolene. I can hear you, and I just saw you for a split second. Are you all right? What the hell is down there? The enemy is looking at me as we speak, but I also saw Poochie down there, too. We have to find another way to get ourselves down there. They cut my rope. It would have been over for me. Except, look who's on the other side of the rope. Oh, no. As Aramis pulls up the rope, it's Sports Max here. Oh, no! Uh, (laughs) What's... I'm trying to get into the sports max voice. Okay. Tell me, come on, enemies. How did you feel when you trapped me alive in that sewer pipe back in the prison? How did it feel to get revenge on the fucker who killed your sister? Sports max! <laughs> God damn it. Um, Aramis lets go of the rope for a second. What is it, Aramis? What's going on? Ah, Jolene! Uh, Sportsmax ghost version grabs Aramis. The ground has a memory of everything that happens upon it, just like a tape recorder or a digital camera. It remembers the child that got shot and killed by his own father. What the fuck are you? It even remembers a bum who got trapped in the sewers. Or even the dead passengers on a plane that fell to the ground six years ago on July in 2005. Aramis, what are you doing up there? Aramis! Let go of me! 
This is Versace's stand. Underworld takes those memories and excavates them. Bastard! Yeah! Blows apart this ghost version of Sportsmax, but also dropping the string. Oh! Jolene! Flight attendant. Mm. Excuse me, miss. This plane is expected to crash at 9.33 on July 21st, 2005. Please turn off all electronic devices and make sure that your seatbelt is securely fastened around your waist. Also, the thing on my stomach is the head of the man who was sitting behind me. It wedged itself there due to the impact. Okay. All right. This is this is getting fucking twisted, man. <laughs> this is this is yeah. This is underworld. Um, and the flight attendant just has the head of a man sticking out of her stomach that she was uh -huh. impaled by. And I guess the memories of the people know what happened to them. This is messed up. This is yeah. <laughs> this is really fucked. And unfortunately, I think we're gonna have to leave it there because we have some Jajolian. Yeah, through. we'll leave we'll leave it there. But we got through half of Underworld, roughly. Um, yeah. Let's leave off with the privilege card of Versace. Versace has never been employed. 100 centimeters tall, 72 kilograms. Past history. One of Dio's sons suffered from stress and emotional pain because of his suppressed stand powers. Holds a grudge against the world and society in general and has a strong desire to become happier than anyone else. Stand name Underworld. Oh, All right. The rest it, of this is going to be so gross. Anyway. It, yeah. Oh, no. I just, I flicked ahead a couple pages. I yeah, hate duh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's gross, Jack. It's really gross. But, but. We are very much in the home stretch here, ladies and gentlemen. This is this whole Sons of Dio thing. It's like coming out the end of Green Day and Oasis back in part five. Like mm -hmm. we're almost there into the into the big the big the big bits, the big juicy bits. But we're in luck though because we have a new chapter of Jolian, which is always exciting. It's chapter 88, Ojiro Returns Part 2. And we got a special Ultra Jump cover this month. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's... we talked about. This is like the Tango Bond cover that then we talked about last week with uh, Soft and Wet's head grafted onto this tree. And... Oh, is that the is that the Tango Bond cover? Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. Yes, oh, actually. My memory damn. is definitely correct oh, here. Yeah, we, yeah. we did talk okay. about this. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the textless version. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's a cool art. Yeah, I just um, really like this Ultra Jump cover in general. I like I like the the arrow motif coming back. Uh, Magic Boy BT coming Magic back. Magic Boy BT never fucking dies, man. BT is eternal. Every time and, I see those air, arrows, I think about how uh, BT, like, murdered that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, like, all these different, like... Uh, iconography from from part eight moiro so we got the sbr the osin the uh, uh the fruit higashikata collar. fruit emblem yep um, and uh, kira's anchor symbol it's uh it's all here baby it's all here and i think that's anyway. the symbol of the hospital at the bottom that looks like the snake with the sword yeah I think that might be what that is um but yeah now is the moment of fruition the fruit that rocks the world and as Andy pointed out, this is a pose that Josuke is doing from uh, Elvis Presley Jailhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. Except it's just, like, kind of off. He it's looks a little air. goofy. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, but it is an Elvis pose. I like his polka dot uh, uh, vans, I yeah, guess. Yeah, <laughs> strong. Um, where we last left off, Ojiro outsmarted Jobin and Sarugi 
um, and is in the process of doing some bad things. He already he gathered evidence. Above. Now, I just want to say, I, yeah. I reread the Fun 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 arc recently. Yeah. How the fuck did he mark uh, Sarugi? She didn't we, get we injured. We see, because Sarugi put his hand out the window, and w- once you see where Ojiro is, you you see like how he did that. Yeah, but how did he mark her before all this happened? Like, last chapter. She was already marked. I think it was trying to imply that she got marked from when they met. But she didn't get injured. Uh, he just needs to touch the the, the spot. He, he touched Is that or new? injured. It might be. I'm going to yeah. look at Fun 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 real quick. I'm going to say that's a new development. Because cause he, he set up... In the Fun 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 arc, he set up all these elaborate traps to hurt Josuke. So that he could... It's like one of the most... like specific stands ever you have to injure someone then mark them and then also be on the floor directly above the room that the other person is okay here at the bottom of the wiki on fun 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 when ojiro later returns fun 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 is able to place its mark on the victim's limb without them being injured okay all all right whatever (laughs) it's fine whatever because the fun 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 arc is cool it's a little contrived with the the trap stand sort of thing it's fine he, he just touches touches sarugi on on his hand yeah um all right anyway and sarugi's trying to rub off the the mark that fun 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 makes <clears throat> don't rub it sarugi it won't come off i gotta get it off i gotta stop it uh, Surugi starts to, like, break the skin. Daddy, uh, I can't get this dirt off my left hand no matter what I do. You're making yourself bleed. Stop. You're peeling your skin off. Uh, Surugi's hand goes to the window. What are you doing? Uh, it's not me. My left hand is opening the window on its own. When the window opened before without me noticing it, it must have been this left hand. It's Ojiro! And then she stabs herself in the face with the box with, cutter. With the phone. Just like right oh, with in the, the phone. Yeah, oh, okay. with the teeth. Like, this is, a, this is a famous, like, piece of art, right? This, uh, this Sarugi face. Like, this is something. Yeah, it looks like something. I mean, it kind of just looks like the King Crimson album cover. Right, that's <laughs> it. That's what this is. That's, yeah. That, that's exactly what this is. Okay, thank you. I was driving myself crazy. <laughs> um, Sarugi stabs in the face. Sarugi! Uh, Daddy, it's still not over. My hand is being controlled by this symbol. <laughs> and somehow, with the power of his hand, Sarugi is c- catapults out out from in front of Jobin, out the window. <laughs> Broken glass everywhere, uh, going into her eye, his Ooh. eye. Oh, yeah, God. We, we go back and forth on that just because... because. It's, a, it's just a slip of the tongue. That That's all. That's all. Yeah, Tsurugi is a boy that dresses as a girl because of the Higashikata thing. It's Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's Jojolian, is what it yep. is. What? Ah... And then from above the window, we see two arms, missing fingers. Did I, did I do Ojiro? Fuck, I can't remember. Let's, let's say yes. Okay. Your family is done. Right now, it's the beginning of the end. Um, 
Yeah, okay, see, Ojiro is just touching Jobin's hands and plopping the mark on them. So, yeah, hey, it, it A bit contrived, like but whatever. Yeah. Sarugi's just screaming. Ah! Time to choose. Ojiro! Oh, God. <laughs> Ojiro makes Jobin start to strangle Sarugi. <laughs> this is rough. Are you going to strangle your own son? Or maybe push him onto a piece of glass till something gets cut off? Which will it be? Choose. I recommend option three. I recorded a video of what's inside those cabinets of yours. Looks like you're in the middle of cultivating some fruit in there. Here's the deal. Give me all of them. Give up any and all rights you have to them. I've already sent off evidence of your smuggling and money laundering. And this is the clincher. This video is major proof. Fun Fun Fun's human form is very weird looking. Well, I say human. I guess I'll say humanoid form. Well, when it like, appears. yeah, you go to the its bit in the wiki. Um, because we never read Fun Fun Fun, we I guess we'll get there eventually. Um, it its top half is modeled after a lemon juicer, apparently, and. Mm. It, the rest of it's kind of like a water skater sort of a thing with a belt and uh, all of the, the mark motifs on it. It's kind of neat looking. Um, I guess that's all you oh, got. Yeah. Huh? I guess that's all you got, huh? Well, I guess I'll be raising those fruits from here. Got it? How long from now till I can harvest one of those fruits? How do you know about them? Who are you? Why did you think to come here? Hey, that wasn't the sort of answer I was looking for. I asked you how long till I can harvest the fruit. Or would you rather die, moron? I, I kind of like Ojiro. He's just yeah. a, he's like an unredeemable shithead. Yep. Oh, God. S strangling Sarugi a bit more, pushing his head uh, onto a piece of glass. Daddy! Okay. S stop. Stop. Three days. It's about three more days until the fruit can be harvested. Three days? That's all? Oh, awesome. That's quick as hell. Am I lucky or something? I've really got it. Somebody out there must be looking out for me. Man, what awesome timing I had. Alright, Higashikata Jobin, to finish things off, I want to see your stand. After that, I'm gone. So come on, bring your stand out. I just want to see what sort of stand it is. Like, what sort of attack range it's got for my own protection. I'm not going to do anything to your stand. I just want to see it. You get me, right? So just show me the back of your stand out the window there. And I think this is the first full body of uh, Speed King that we see, no? Yeah, it's got like a like a dress or like a like apron a, situation going on. It's got on. like a metal skirt with uh, yeah. like weird lights on the hips it's uh -huh. still like robot with like bandaged arms what, what's very interesting is that speed king of all the other stands in part eight it looks the most similar to soft and wet in in like design sensibilities yeah it's, got, it's like rig robot like it's got the pointy things coming out of the sides of its head i mean that's really all i got but i mean what other stands look like that I feel like there could be a reason for that because remember, uh, Kato, like, Jobin, no one, the only, sorry, 
Ahigashikata was supposed to die for Jobin to live. That was supposed to be Norsuke. But Kato went ahead and killed a kid for Jobin to live. Yeah. And used the walleyes to do it. Like, the, the walleye ground to have that happen. So I wonder if there's another kind of merging that happened here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I'm not going to do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I read that. Um, and Surgi sends out Paper Moon King, too. Just a little uh, organ. Also, frog. Speed King has a person mouth and person face. I just... Oh, a Speed King? Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it's Weird like the goggles. only stands that, that has that. That That's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, in, especially in this part where all of the stands are like abstract, conceptual art. Yeah. It's like, oh, this thing is just perpetually screaming. Uh-huh. Hmm. So that's the sort of stand it is, huh? Sees Paper Moon King. I don't need to see yours, Sarugi. Punches it. You know, <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah, just seeing what a stand looks like doesn't really tell you shit about what it does. And yours looks pretty strong. Uh, makes Jobin's hand grip the broken uh, window sill and start to push it into Tsurugi, Tsurugi and his own neck and just yep. slam it shut. Yeah, Blood Gross. everywhere, glass everywhere. They're cut up. They're going to die. Yep. Ugh. 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 Surugi. And they collapse dead. And Ojiro Okay. Just, Ojiro <laughs> backflips into the Higashikata house. I want to point that out. He just uh-huh. like does a flip into it. Um reaches into the Rakakaka case, pulls out the whole flower pot, grabs his phone, and recovered. These fruits, they were originally were for Kira. Holly song. They weren't something for you Higashikatas to have from the start. This is a present from my late friend Kira to me. I really am a guy who's got it. Sees Jobin's wallet poking out of his pants. Has some cash in it. Couple couple G's. Couple 100% G's. trash. 100% trash. Steals the money out of this corpse. Oh. And I even got some cash out of the deal. The luck just keeps on coming. I'm so glad I got to know Kira. See a little picture of Kira. Uh, mm-hmm. Backflips out the window again. And yeah, we see Fun Fun Fun. is like like half of a medieval knight, almost. His, his, his t- the ends of its tendrils kind of look like clothes irons. Yeah. Or, or like a fedora from a certain angle. Who <laughs> <laughs> stands those? They're nice. Yeah. <laughs> um... Ojiro's in a cab, being trashy. Hey, turn on the AC. It's hot as hell back here. Come on, man. Aren't you paying attention? You know? Actually, just stop here. I'm getting out. I don't need any change. Just keep it. Hey, I said I'm getting out. Hey, man. I saw you glancing at your mirror to check on me a bunch of times. What, do I got something on my face? Eh? Hey, look at me, man. Yoo-hoo. Over here, I said. Look at me. Uh, the cab driver looks at him and gets the paper, the, gets the money shoved in his face. Don't look now, asshole. Dumbass. Gets out of the cab. What a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly bends down. Damn, that's hot. Uh, his fingers have started to boil. And he starts <laughs> licking them. Mm. Huh. Man, sure is hot out today. Hot. 
looks in his uh, his trench coat where he put Jobin's money, and an image of the money is boiled onto his skin. Yikes! What's that about? What the hell? It's turning red? Uh, he sticks out his tongue. His tongue is starting to boil. Hot! Hot! Grabs his face, drops the money. It's... It's not the bills. It's me! Hot! What the hell is going on? And this is like the coolest thing I've seen in a while in Jojolian. So the it, his tongue is boiling, his face is boiling right up to his eye. And right under his eye you see a little Speed King face in the boiling pattern <laughs> as his eye explodes. He tumbles down the stairs, drops everything, and his face kind of just starts to slough off. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. And it's just like a full page of that happening, plus another half a page. Yeah. Uh, running, blind, basically face melting. Cut back. Jobin and Sarugi are alive, and the damage yeah. that they sustained is a lot less than it looked. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarugi. All the broken glass and the bleeding from shutting the window frame were exaggerated with an illusion of yours, huh? Your paper moon ability really saved us. Yeah, but he walked off with it. And I also want to point out that Paper Moon King is progressively getting more and more powerful. It feels like, like, it's like that was a lot that it just did. Well, it it's one of those things where it started out with a real general ability. It's like, hey, make you see things that aren't real or that aren't the way they actually are. And it's kind of been applied in very specific circumstances. Yeah. Like, it's a neat stand that I did not think would do all of this when it first was introduced. Uh, it's my fault, I think. Oh, yeah. It's my fault that a guy like that just... What's going to happen to the Higashikata family now? Jobin is pensive. Picks up his wallet. Don't worry about the flower pot. There's no problem there. You have no reason to worry. None at all. Sarugi, nothing at all has been your fault. Anyhow, that Ojiro guy is probably taking the flower pot and putting it in some corner near the side of the road near here, or on a bus stop bench or something right now. Once he's a few minutes away, I'll go retrieve it. Our only path is to move forward. Anyhow, the bigger problem is... Why did trash like him suddenly crawl out of the woodwork and show up here? That's where the real danger is. Cut back to uh, Macarine's apartment. Macarine mm -hmm. has a daughter uh, who we saw picking on Sarugi. She was the one that got sandwiched. Was that the same yeah. daughter or another daughter? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. It uh, be, be this daughter. Oh, I'm Macarine. Oh, that's right. Mommy, there's a phone ringing in this room. Huh? <laughs> Ochan, are you around? Are you around here? Ochan, Ochan, how long are you gonna sleep in? It's evening already, Ochan, Ochan. Who taught you to act like that? Cut it out. Now where? Ochan, we're gonna get that Higashikata family's land. You're a truly a capable person. I love you so much. 
Mommy, the ringing's coming out from on the terrace. Nobody's there, just the phone. Daughter Don't go, oh, daughter goes to pick up the phone, but Macarine stops her. Don't touch that. I'll take it. Hello? Oh, a woman's voice, huh? That's pretty important. So then I, would I be correct in assuming that you are the one Ojiro was sending information to on his phone? Who are you? Hey, now's not the time for playing jank games. Call Ochan and tell him to come here. Okay, listen closely. Heat always flows from where the temperature is higher to where it's lower. Even if it's just a few degrees warmer than the temperature of the body, that heat will always flow from higher to lower. But my Speed King can store up heat and its temperature in one place, like the surface of paper money, or inside a battery, or a fingertip, or the semicircular canals in the inner ear. Not a large amount of heat, but it can store it up in a place like that and keep it from dispersing. And when that place is touched, it starts flowing again. Do you understand what I've said? What are you talking about? Why do you have Ochan's phone? No, are you Higashikata? Oh, so you know who I am, but you don't understand what I'm talking about? Then I suppose you're not a stand user. Good. Because if, if you were a stand user, even your family wouldn't get off the hook. That is all. Since you're a woman, I'm going to just assume you're his girlfriend. What? What did you mean by that? Hello? Hello? And Macarine's face starts to boil. And blood from her nose, mouth, eyes, everything. Her face kind of just explodes. And then she falls in the pool. And this is a bit of dark humor here. The daughter is looking at her phone, listening to music, and then peers up. Just and then back goes, goes back to looking at her phone. And we see that Jobin has put Ojiro's dead body in this pool and now both corpses are in the pool. So I guess that was Ojiro's phone that she picked up yeah. that he yes. activated Speed King on. Yeah, so we learned a lot about Speed King. Uh, yeah, and can... I think the number one thing we learned about it is that it is a, a long-range stand, but only in the sense that it can transfer itself between objects or organisms. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Bites the Dust a little bit. Well, it's like a virus stand. Kinda. Like, so how I understand it... Jobin put heat in the paper money that transferred into uh, Ojiro's body that, like, went to his brain. Um, yeah. And he also put heat in the battery of the phone, and it was reactivated when Macarine picked it up um, and went into her brain. So he can control yeah. where the effects go once the, uh, the effect is activated, I think. And also okay. the end page of this, Jobin picking up the, the flower pot and walking home. There was no hesitation. Time until the harvest of the new rakakaka fruit. Three days, one hour, and 19 minutes. To be continued. No hiatus. Let's go. Let's go. We're almost there, gamers. So, I, I, it's, <laughs> this, this was a good arc. Yeah, this was a very good arc. A nice, quick two-parter. Mm -hmm. And... We're really building up to this climax here. Whenever we see that countdown get to the bottom, something crazy's gotta happen, right, Jack? Well, because we've already seen what happened when it got to zero. 
And yeah. that was Norske in a body bag. Quote, unquote, Norske. Because it's yeah. really impressed on us that Paper Moon King can basically do illusions. Right. So it's really what happens after that. We have to find out what happened in Norske. And we have to find out how J- Jobin and Saruhi are involved in all this. And we need to know what's up with the uh, TG University head doctor thing. Unless that was a red herring. I, I don't hope think not. it was a red herring. Because we spent three months there. <laughs> <laughs> I God, I hope I hope it's not a red herring. Yeah, and we didn't see Josuke at all this chapter, so we need to find out what he's been up to. But big things are moving. Being Jack. sad about Torukun, yeah. <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah, are, are yeah. we gonna cut back and it's just like Josuke digging a grave, <laughs> like <laughs> just like something's happening. Uh, maybe we see what Yasuho or Mean Bean Man is up to, and then we just cut to one panel of Josuke digging a grave, and we see <laughs> Torukun's foot. It's just like, ah, get back in there. <laughs> we can only hope, Jack. We can only hope. <laughs> I just want to see. I, I really see... will. Imagine this: the ba- the body in the bag. It is Torukun, but Holy Paper shit. Moon King Holy made it look shit. like Norisuke. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, in a year when Jojolian is over, we'll come back to this. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to grade the entire part based on what happens to Taro-kun in the next year. But Assuming it ends in a year. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> that's that, that's ep- assuming there's only 12 more chapters of this gimmick, Jack. I don't know most, about that. It's tough to say. Yeah. Alright, well, it, it can't be too much longer... Until we get to this day to harvest the new rack of cocker fruit. Can't be that much longer. So hang tight, friends. We're getting there. We'll get there by hook or by crook. Yeah, right. exactly. Episode so now, 150. Yeah. Coming to a close. Nailed it. Yep, absolutely destroyed the number 150. It's in the fucking dirt. And we got to close this shit out. So Jack, tell them where to find us. <sighs> You can find us always at our SoundCloud, where we got links to every single episode, playlists that you can listen, just like cue it up and listen to an entire day of us rambling about comics. Um, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, we got an RSS feed for you. You can follow us on Twitter at JoJo underscore cast post links to the episodes every week on r slash starters crusaders on reddit that'll do it for us this week everybody thank you so much for listening thank you so much for listening guys here's to another 150 episodes of this show even though we're gonna run out of jojo eventually so god only knows we're here forever until somebody either kills us or stops us somehow i don't know how anyone can stop us but if you're out there, give it a shot. I'd love to see what you can do. God bless. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. See you next week. See ya.